You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 175 with Tina Anderson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Tina Anderson on the show today. We are going to talk all about gut health and why it's so important. I think you guys are going to be really shocked about what impacts your gut health and, you know, the things that could be a red flag that your gut health is not in check. And it can be from allergies to rashes. I mean, you name it, it's probably most likely tied to the gut. And so I wanted to have Tina on the show today to share with us why it's so important and how we can just make ourselves feel better as well as our kids. I mean, there are so many things that I feel like as moms that we feel like are out of our control, but here's something that we can do to help them set them up for a healthy life and be successful in regards to just feeling better. Um, I think it's so easy in today's world that there's so much toxic stuff that we're consuming that we can't control. So we have to kind of be a little bit ahead of the game and trying to, you know, balance out that stuff that we're taking in all the plastics, all the hormones, antibiotics, all these things that we have in our food. And so if there's things that we can do on a day-to-day basis to help not only ourselves, but our kids, I think that we would like to know that. So I just think that this episode will inspire you and make you think a little bit about what you can do to kind of help yourself and the kids um, feeling better and just setting them up to be healthier. All right, let's go to the show. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the episode, I wanted to let you know that Tina, who is our guest today, has created a probiotic, and she ends up talking about that a little bit on the show and why it's so important. But I wanted to let you guys know since the recording that I actually have a link that you can use and you can get 15% off your order. So if you go to justthrivehealth.com, and I'm going to put this in the show notes as well, you go there, you place your order, and then you put the code MOM, M-O-M-N, and you will get 15% off. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. So if you're listening to the episode and you're like, man, I really want to try the probiotics that she has created with her husband, because let me tell you, it does sound pretty amazing. I do take a probiotic right now, um, but I'm actually going to be trying her product as well, because when she talks about how she created it, why she created it the way she did, and... um, the things that we're consuming on a daily basis and why we need a really good probiotic, it really made me think like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. I want to try it. So I wanted to pass this discount on to you guys as well. Um, So again, the code is mom and you just go to justthrivehealth.com. All right, let's go to the show. Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Amber. I'm excited to be here. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I'm a travel agent. So I like asking all my guests what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Okay, this is fun. Um, Well, by far, my favorite vacation spot is the Serbia, Montenegro, Croatia region. Um, I'm a little biased because my family is from that region. So we have a lot of, um, you know, we have some relatives there, but I even for people who have not, you know, are, don't have the, the background there, they absolutely love it. The coast is beautiful along the Dalmatian coast in Croatia and then the Montenegrin coast. Um, and then in Serbia, the food is amazing. So we've done that um, several times with our children and it's been awesome. And, and the interesting thing is we've gone through different 
phases, you know, when the kids were little mm-hmm. and yeah. older. And um, it's just, it's awesome because it is something different to offer every time. But the coastline is incredible. And the food in Belgrade, Serbia is absolutely amazing. So Croatia is on my list. Um, I have been wanting to go there for so long. Um, it is not the cheapest or easiest to get from uh, Nashville to there. And so it keeps kind of getting pushed off a little bit. Um, Serbia, I do not know that much about. I do know um, because I'm a luxury travel agent, there are there is a luxury property going up in Montenegro. So I'm kind of familiar with it. I don't know much about it, but I definitely want to go to Croatia. So when you say that, I'm kind of like, oh, Mike, oh. I want to go. And so, um, and this was before Game of Thrones came and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to go. I mean, I think it got more popular because Game of Thrones being filmed there and stuff like that. Um, but um, we're going to jump into where you're from. But I'm going to I'm going to ask you now since we're talking about this. But where do you guys fly out of? Where are you from? Um, well, we're from Chicago, so we're very fortunate to be able to have lots of different options. But I do know that. American Airlines, I have no affiliation with American yeah, Airlines. Yeah. Um, my, um, American Airlines has a direct flight from Philly to Dubrovnik, Croatia. Oh, good to know. Yeah, really good to know. And I think New York has one on Air Serbia from New York to Belgrade, Serbia. So there okay. are some direct flight options from the U.S. So oh, nice. I haven't done either of those yet. My husband did one um, to Serbia from uh, New York, but... But I know that the American Airlines does do that um, in the summer, only in the summertime. They do that for Dubrovnik, Croatia. So great options. Yeah. So Serbia, I am not familiar with that whatsoever. Um, So what do you, is it, is it like more inland? Is it, does it have a coast? This is how like ignorant I am with, with the Serbia. I'm like, where is this on the map? (laughs) You're like most people. So yeah, it's, it's inland and, but they are along the Danube river. So there's some like river cruises that are going yes. through. So that's another, I've never done that, but it sounds amazing. But I'm telling you, the food is out of this world. I, I've talked to so many people who are like, oh my God, you were in Belgrade. That's like the food capital of the oh, world. That's so cool. It's, it cool. is really good. I mean, lots of, a lot of meat and lots of okay. just free foods, lamb yeah. and things like that. So yeah, I was just doing a training on Ama Waterway and that's a river cruise. And I, that's on my list too. And just to be able to go into the towns different than uh, an ocean cruise liner, like Royal Caribbean celebrity and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're able to get into the towns more and be able to really kind of just stay there for a little bit more, you know, have a little bit more an intimate feeling versus, you know, getting off of a big cruise ship and um, having only so much time. So um, river cruises are the way to go if you really kind of want to just jump into um, a town and and be there and kind of get more of a feeling of it. Um, So I'm glad that you mentioned that because that definitely is something that no one has brought up yet. And I'm pretty sure your episode is going to be 175. So it's always fun to hear what people have to say. Um, And this is why I ask people. But um, I could talk about travel the whole time. So I have to always cut myself off. Um, So (laughs) how about we get started? How about you share with us what your name is? Um, you You told us that you're from Chicago, but how many kids do you have? And then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today. Sure. Yep. My name is Tina Anderson. Um, I am a mother of three children. I have a 23-year-old daughter, a 21-year-old daughter, and a 17-year-old son. Um, And I will say it's really hard when they get older because um, I just 
I mean, it's fun. There's so much fun, but I miss them. I miss having them under the same roof. I mean, it's really been a hard transition. I said my heart is always full when I have everybody under the same roof. So, um, and then, yeah, I am the CEO and co-founder of Just Thrive, which is a supplement company. It's a wellness brand that empowers people to live their best life. Um, we, our flagship product is a probiotic supplement, but we have five other products in our um, product line. And uh, my journey is very interesting. Actually, I started out as a trial attorney. I was practicing law for many years and just based on a desire to spend more time at home with my kids and um, have a better work-life balance. I left the you know crazy hours of being uh, in litigation and was able to work at a family pharmaceutical business where I was a part-time general counsel there. And so I was able to you know, be at home way more with my kids. Um, I was able, you know, to walk them to school and be home with them. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I was a stay-at-home mom, but I I did have the luxury of being able to continue to practice law and do some of the work that I enjoy doing. Um, and then after being in the pharmaceutical industry, my husband and I were in the business together and um, I was, I was actually initially super excited to be in this industry. Cause I'm like, this is great. You know, I mean, we're delivering life saving, saving medications to people and we're doing some really cool things and helping people feel their best. And, but after being in the industry a while, we started to really see a lot of the abuses that are in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you know, seeing that, um, doctors are over prescribing medicines. Um, big pharma is funding medical schools and, just saw, um, we actually saw with our own relatives, one particular relative always comes to mind where, you know, she was on one medication and then within six months she was on 12 different medications because the the first medication caused joint pain. And then the one to treat joint pain started causing stomach issues on the Mm. thing that stomach issues started causing a skin rash. And it was like, literally she was on like all of these different medications and never getting better. And, um, I think the, you know, the final straw was when we won this huge, massive bid for, um, it was a cholesterol drug and the pharmaceutical rep came in and was like, oh, this is great. We won this. And now my job is to go into every, um, doctor's office at this particular hospital system and tell them to lower the number that they prescribe these cholesterol medicines. And so it was in in essence, they were like, doing something, you know, trying to prescribe medicine when it really wasn't needed just to, you know, beef up sales. And so we just looked at ourselves and my husband and I are like, you know what, we need to do something that means something more to us. We're very deep thinkers. I read a lot of Wayne Dyer, Norman Vincent Peale, um, Mm -hmm. all these great, great people out there. And I just, I knew we weren't doing our life's work. And um, so we kind of set out on a journey to like get into health and wellness space. And you know, didn't really know a lot about it. We had a lot of connections in the industry, of course, in the pharmaceutical world, but nothing really in the health and wellness space. And then, um, you know, through a lot of my, my husband was seeing a chiropractor at this, at that time. And he, his chiropractor was like, you won't be, we had been looking at different options. And he said, you will not believe this, but we have the opportunity to buy these exclusive rights of probiotic strains that are incredible. This is so different. It's, it's off the beaten path. It's not anything anyone else is doing. And it's based on the new science that's out there. And so, um, we ended up, we embarked on this journey and, uh, we were actually the funny thing talk about travel we were just deciding whether or not to do this because this was about like literally putting our life savings into this. And we were, we said we were going to Italy that summer and we're like, let's decide there. Let's just, while we're there, our minds will be clear. We're going to have more clarity and we're going to decide what to do. 
while we were in Italy, we were in the Amalfi Coast and we were walking around the island of Capri and we ran into Dr. Oz of all people. Wow. And it was like, oh my God, that's a sign. So we took it as a sign. And um, from there, we embarked on this journey and never looked back. It's by far the most gratifying career journey I've ever been on. Um, and it's just so much fun to help people feel better. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just you talking about Italy and Amalfi Coast. I mean, that's on my list too. I'm like, you're my spirit animal with travel. <laughs> um, that would be my, my my suggestion to my husband. Like, let's just figure this out when we're in Italy. Okay. <laughs> so I love that. Um, okay. So I love everything that you said. And I don't think that people really understand um, without getting into all of that with the whole big farm and all that kind of stuff. Um, I see this with um, my father-in-law, like he'll take one medicine and then there's so many side effects that he has to then take all these other medicines to then help with all the side effects to everything else. And then you're like, oh my goodness, like how many medicines are you on? And then it's causing all these other issues that he didn't even have. So I can yeah. see where that starts to, you know, trickle in. And so it's interesting that you being on the inside and seeing that and you didn't feel good about it, um, that says a lot. So um, with you creating a probiotic, which is pretty cool, we'll, we'll jump into how to figure out how probiotics are even good or not. Um, I wanted—I do want to jump into the gu gut health. So I don't think people really realize what a big deal gut health is. I think they don't really understand what that even means. Like, uh, does your stomach hurt? Or like, I mean, it's, it, I don't think people truly can wrap their head around it if they're not familiar with all of that. And so I would love for you to explain what you have learned in regards to gut health and how it plays such a big role when it comes to our health, especially when it comes to having diseases. Um, so share with us what you have learned um, during this journey. Yeah. Um, great question because you're right. Gut health is very um, intriguing. You know, people think, oh, gut health is if I have digestive issues or, you know, my stomach, I've got gas or bloating or constipation or diarrhea. And certainly all those things are indicative of like an unbalanced or an unhealthy gut. But, you know, people aren't realizing that, you know, the Human Microbiome Project came out. It was launched by the National Institutes of Health and about 10 years ago told us more about our gut, gut health than we ever knew before. And now we know that as humans, we are 10 times more bacteria than we are human. And yet we're not taking care of our bacteria. So um, it's really important. The majority of our microorganisms, our bacteria is found in our gut, but it's also found on and around us on our skin and our mucosal layer in our nasal passages. It's all throughout our body, but the majority is in our gut. But what we're finding out, what this study really showed us is that gut health is responsible for virtually every single aspect of our overall health. Like I said, people think of it as, you know, gas and bloating, indigestion, you know, constipation, diarrhea, that, that type of thing. But really, and it is for sure, that's definitely an indication that you have an unbalanced or unhealthy gut. But it also is related to heart disease, cancer, diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, autoimmune disease. Um, depression, anxiety, all of those things, any type of, it's, it's really hard to find any disease that's not associated with an imbalance of your gut. And that is really shocking to people. And it, it's, it's amazing because even, you know, with our product, I'm like, it's hard to know how to market it because really every person that wakes up breathing should be on, should be taking care of their gut. They should be taking care of 
their gut health on a daily basis. And the, you know, way you find out, I mean, people, people, you know, like they have a skin rash and you think, oh, I'm going to go get some ointment or something, something topical. But really a skin rash is an indication that something's going on in your gut, you know, acne, things like that. It's mm-hmm. an indication that something's going on in your gut. Um, even anxiety and depression, like I mentioned, it's, it's a sign that there's some, you know, imbalance going on in your gut. So it's really, really incredible, um, seeing what taking care of your gut health could, how it could improve your health. Yeah. I think that's so important. I don't think people truly understand that. Um, isn't it like your gut is your second brain or Am I making yeah. this up? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't think people truly understand how much your gut health impacts everything else. Kind of like what you're saying. If you have a rash, most people, if they're not familiar with this world, they're not going to think, oh, what is going on with my gut that it's now showing up on my skin? And so that's why, you know, I really wanted to have you come on and talk about it just to really open up the eyes of moms, you know, because a lot of my listeners, they have young children. So, you know, to be able to start looking at their kids and and thinking about how their gut health is, so it sets them up for later on so that they don't have to be adults like how we are to then trying to figure out like, okay, because, you know, all this is more new. We didn't grow up in the 80s, 90s, whatever, you know, talking about gut health. And so we're we're now trying to play catch up with all the stuff that we're learning where we have young kids now and we can really help them and um, set them up to be successful. Um, which leads me to say, um, one thing that I really want to talk about is um, antibiotics. And um, I know that I want to say, and I said this to you before we got on the call, it's kind of like surgery. Like you're thankful that you know, we have it and we have the technology to do it. It's just not something that you're like, okay, let me just have surgery today, you know, and um, for the heck of it, um, there's obviously side effects and stuff like that. But if you're dying, you need it. So um, antibiotics is important when you need it. But I think it's so easy. I feel like doctors prescribe antibiotics very easily, especially when they don't necessarily know if it's a bacterial issue. Like if it's viral, it doesn't really matter if you're taking antibiotics, but you are now going to kill off all your good bacteria in your body. And I don't think people realize that they now have to replenish that and that it takes a toll on your body. Um, So how about you explain to us antibiotics? And I'm I'm sure there's other medicines that probably mess things up too. So feel free to share that. I'm not as aware in that um, area as you would be. So I would love for you to kind of just share with us what happens when you take antibiotics or any other kind of medicine? Um, what does it do to the gut? And um, how long does it usually take to repair your gut from taking that medicine? Okay. Yeah, great question. Because um, antibiotics are necessary to save lives in right. certain cases. And we neither one of us disputes that, of course. And it's just like you said, they are being overprescribed and they're being used for viral infections, which actually ends up making the problem worse. I mean, our 70% of our immune system is found in our gut. And so if you have a virus and you're giving your child or yourself an antibiotic, the antibiotic is killing the bad bacteria in your gut, but it's also killing the good bacteria in your gut. So now the very mechanism that your body is using to fight a virus is being destroyed by the back, by the antibiotic. So it's really important that we, you know, do not take an antibiotic unless we know that we, you know, for sure, have a bacterial infection or, you know, it's really, you know, detrimental to our health um, because um, it Well, there are studies that show that like a single course of clindamycin actually 
wreaked havoc on your gut or causes imbalance on your gut for up to a year. Um, another antibiotic was up to two years. It would cause this imbalance. And wow. so now we know that this having a healthy gut is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health. You don't want that to happen. You know, you don't, you really want to be mindful of it. There are ways, you know, to take care of your gut while you're on an antibiotic or help support the good bacteria when you're on an antibiotic. But you just really want to make sure that you don't use antibiotics just, you know, just like no big deal. And I I do think doctors are starting to get a little bit better about it, but a lot of times it's the parents or the, you know, individual that they just want to give something to their child or, you know, it's a human, we want something to like help our children. Um, But I think it's really important to know that when you take an antibiotic, it's killing the bad bacteria, which is what we want it to do. But it's also killing the good bacteria, which is what we don't want it to do. And it takes up to two year, a year to two to actually make your gut, you know, or get your gut repaired from that. Um, another big offender that is not, I mean, medications are for sure also huge offenders for antibiotics. Um, I mean, for your gut health, sorry. And, um, but another big offender is glyphosate and glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup. And of course we know Roundup is being sprayed on our produce all the time. That's why I always encourage people to eat organic, even though I know it's expensive and I know it's hard to always do it, but, um, The problem, here's the problem with glyphosate is so, you know how antibiotics I was mentioning actually kill the bad bacteria and the good bacteria, right? So the difference glyphosate only targets the good bacteria. So they're all glyphosate's only killing the good bacteria. So, you know, this is why we see this. I mean, the prevalence of, you know, food allergies and, you know, autism and ADHD, this is all in my opinion, based on, you know, the food supply, the world we live in that's so toxic, but especially these, the glyphosate that is just all over our food supply. That's really scary. Well, and also too, I had read that, um, Roundup had been showing up in breast milk. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, you think about like how much you're absorbing all of that stuff. And then you think about here, you're trying to breastfeed and, you know, um, you know, provide your baby nourishment and stuff like that. And, Roundup is showing up in your breast milk. So, I mean, they, it's really it's it's really bad that like we keep a product like that on the market knowing how damaging it is to our systems because it is something like people I mean, I I talk about this with a lot of friends of mine that it, it is so bizarre how many allergies we have today and all these things and it's like what is the common thing? It's you know, our water and our food is what we, you know what I mean, what we consume. And it's kind of like, how can we all of a sudden be so allergic to so many things? And I always thought to myself, it has to be the pesticides of what is being put on it, not so much the food itself. And I'm sure there's people who argue this. Um, but I'm just saying that it just seems all too weird that it's just, yeah. odd, you know, and um, my husband's parents, I mean, he, they just think it's all crazy because I understand in their p- point of view, it's kind of like, well, when my husband was younger, like I said, growing up in the 80s and stuff like that and 90s, it's like we were fine. But yeah, but were we doing the same things to our food back then? We weren't doing, I mean, Roundup's been a- around for a long time. So do you even know when Roundup started? I don't. The market? I no. feel like it's been around for a while, but what I'm saying it. I feel like now it's like we're all paying the price of it being like year after year after year and being on all of our food and stuff like that. And so that is really scary. And it's scary the fact that it's targeting just our good bacteria. So it's you just think to yourself, how are you going to ever get over this? And so I can see why it's so important to be 
proactive with your gut health and kind of being um, on the defense of protecting yourself and, you know, making sure that you're staying ahead as much as you can, right? Because there's going to be things that you cannot control. And so um, that ties into you figuring out the probiotics and, um, and then realizing that not all pro- all probiotics are created equal. Um, so if you want to go in and explain all of that, unless you had something else that you wanted to say about the Roundup and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, no, I do. When you said that about like not, you know, there were not very many kids with yeah. allergies. I'm obviously much older than you are. And it's, I remember one kid in all of, you know, K through eight, I mean, K through 12, really, that had any type of allergy. And now, right. you know, the peanut free tables, there's this, you yes. know, table yeah. separating people. It's like, it's, it's more common than it's mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. And so how can it not be part of our food supply? It's definitely a part of our food supply. And, and when you said that about like the a little bit over time. I mean, mm-hmm, one of the big mm-hmm. things that we did is a study on leaky gut and I don't want to get too scientific, but there's, you know, something out there called leaky gut, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's holes in the intestines. And so, um, slowly over time, when you start developing these holes in your intestines, these toxins that are in your gut that really are not a problem, it's not till they get into the, in, you know, seep into the bloodstream that they start to become problematic. And so um, that's one of the biggest signs. Like if you have an allergy, if your child has an allergy allergy or any type of food sensitivity, they almost for sure have a leaky gut. And so, and that's a problem over time because problems will just exacerbate when, when you have a leaky gut, these toxins are slowly going into your bloodstream causing this inflammatory response. So um, really important that, um, you know, you take care of that leaky gut and your gut health. So um, yeah, so back to my story. So we, um, we got, we learned about these strains, we delved into all the research about them. And what we found is that there was no shortage of probiotics on the market. We know that there's, you know, and now even with all of this new emergence about how important gut health is, there's even more probiotics on the market. But most of those probiotics or the majority of them, 99% of them are never make it to the intestines alive. It's really important that a probiotic needs, it needs to arrive alive to be to even defined as a probiotic. And so we know that a lot of, you know, probiotics, there's a myth out there that in order to be a good probiotic, it needs to be refrigerated. And the idea is that, well, if it's refrigerated, it has live, live microorganisms in them. And so that's the whole point is that they need to be live. Well, they need to be live in your intestines. They don't need to be live in the refrigerator. And if they can't withstand the room temperature of the store shelf, then how are they going to ever survive your body temperature, which is 98.6? And then even that, how would they survive your gastric system, your your stomach that's so acidic and, you know, they call it the gastric barrier. And the studies and research that we did a survivability study right before we launched showing that the leading selling probiotic sold at Whole Foods, you know, 50 billion count product died off 99.99% by the time it got to the intestines. Since then, an independent third-party lab has studied a whole bunch of these, you know, like the majority of probiotics and finding that most of them die before they ever get to the intestines, but none of them get there hundred percent alive. Now the strains in our product, which is just thrived are spore based probiotics. So they're a very different type of bacteria. And it's not like a mushroom spore, but they're an endospore, meaning that they have this endospore shell around itself. And this shell is like an armor like coating and it allows the bacteria to stay dormant until it hits the intestines. Mm, so mm-hmm. if it's in the capsule, it's, you know, it doesn't need to be refrigerated ever, anything like that. You know, it's, it's dormant. It's not live bacteria. You swallow it. It's, it's dormant. 
It's not until it hits the intestines that it recognizes it as its home and it takes the shell off. And so, you know, it's not like we've engineered them or to do this. It's not like we've we created these really smart bacteria that are able to do this. These are actually the same strains that our ancestors used to get from the soil. They're called bacillus strains bacillus spores. And they are those um, spore bacteria were found abundantly in the soil that our ancestors used to eat off of. It's just that now with over farming and our contamination of our soil and glyphosates, I mean, it's, it's depleted. If you go to certain parts of the world, like Tanzania to certain tribes, you will see that they have virtually no autoimmune disease, no mm. disease, nothing like that, because they're eating off the soil and they're getting these bacteria on a regular basis. So these bacteria that we have in Just Thrive are bacillus spores and they are they have the ability to naturally survive the gastric system and get to the intestines alive. And then the other big difference is once they get to the intestines, they actually have the ability to like stay there for 21 to 28 days. So they actually work through every part of your intestinal tract from the small intestinal intestine all the way down to the distal colon. So it's a very, very effective approach to gut health because it's going in there and it's it's not reseeding the gut. Like that's the idea of like the, the old, you know, philosophy of taking care of your gut, it's actually reconditioning your gut. So it's going in there. And if you envision a garden and a garden has been stepped on and trampled on and you kind of, um, you know, there's weeds growing all over and you analyze uh, analogize that to your gut. Um, basically these strains go into that garden, have the ability to get rid of the weeds in the garden. So the pathogenic bacteria in your gut, and then they have the ability to bring those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on back to life. So it's, making this garden lush and and nice and beautiful and getting rid of the pathogens. Whereas the old approach of probiotics or the approach that's out, you know, with 99% of the products on the market is that they go into that garden and they plant a few plants in there, but they're not doing anything with the weeds and they're not doing anything with the plants that have already been stepped on and trampled on. And so it makes the garden look a little bit better. So you, even with probiotics, people will say, well, I do feel maybe a little bit better, mm. but it's not making a true change in the gut and the gut flora. And you won't see the profound effects that you see when you're on a spore-based probiotic, 100% spore-based probiotic. So where would you see it being said that it's a spore probiotic? Like, so when on your packaging, do you say spore probiotic? I mean, how would even people know to kind of look for that? Okay. Well, there's two ways. Yes, we do say 100% spore-based on our packaging. Um, the other way is that ma- the majority of probiotics on the market are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacter. Mm, yes. I remember seeing those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lacto and bifido. So we do not have lactobacillus or bifidobacter in any of our, in our product because it is, we know that they're sensitive organisms. They have difficulty surviving the gastric system. It was a very intentional thing to not have them in there. Mm. Ours all start with bacillus, bacillus, not lactobacillus, but just bacillus. That's Mm. how you know it's a spore base for them. So. So um, that that would be, the, but I would think most people that have a spore base would call that out because that's a, you know, but it's hard to manufacture spore base and it's expensive to manufacture spore base. The biggest thing that we've done is we, what happens is when you take a spore based bacteria and you try to grow it in a vat, which is how you manufacture it, it's going to become alive. And then mm. now 
created a live microorganism, which is no different than the lactobacillus and bifidobacter ones I was just talking about. If it's when these spores become alive, if they're alive, when you swallow them, they're going to die the same way the other ones are. So the big difference with our strains is that the Simon cutting out of um, Royal Holloway University of London, we that's who we license these strains from. He developed a way to shock these bacteria mm. so that they could be grown in the vat and and then go back into their dormant state. So that's that's really the, the big science. But we have not manufactured these are the same strains that our ancestors found in nature, and it's um it's pretty they're pretty incredible, and you see some pretty profound results from it. Okay, so we're almost at the end, and I wanted to ask you, so how did you guys get this strain? Since it's we can't find it in the soil unless you're in Tanzania or something like that. So how did you guys go about getting this to be able to grow it in vats and stuff like that? Yep. Yeah, um, well, Dr. Simon Cutting out of London University actually isolated the strains years and like decades mm. ago. And he, and so we don't go out and get new strains every time we go back and just, you know, it's the same strain that just keeps growing and we, we take it out of there. So that's, that's the way to get it. So it's been isolated years and years ago. Okay. And so people are probably also thinking, how often are you taking a probiotic in the, uh, you know, daily or are you taking it once? Are you taking it with a meal? Are you taking it at night? Are you taking it in the morning? What, what do you recommend for people to be doing? with our product, Just Thrive, we only sure. we only recommend. I mean, I don't. Every probiotic is different, um, right. but we t- recommend taking it with food because mm-hmm. we have studies. Everything we do is based on research and science, and we've studied it. And we know that these strains actually use the food to germinate throughout the intestines. So. Oh better to take it with food. Yeah. And we recommend it one time a day with food. The only yeah. time we yeah. would say to take it twice a day or not twice a day, but two capsules mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. if you're on an antibiotic, I would suggest taking two at the same time with food again. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're, you know, dealing with an acute, you know, illness or something sure. like that, maybe it'd be good to like ramp up your immune system, help support your immune system. Or like if I travel, I'll take two, but most of the time it's just one a day with food. And, and I, it's funny that you mentioned the kids thing, because I, that's, I have a special place in my heart for that because I feel like I, like we said, that kids nowadays have been Mm -hmm. like brought up in this world. That's so toxic, you know, laden with antibiotics, not even that we just take, but antibiotics in our food supply. And if there's ever a population that we should be taking care of their guts is children because they are, you know, and we, we need to be making sure that they are on a daily probiotic, a spore-based probiotic, because it is really the easiest thing you could do to help combat, you know, gut health. Even if you're doing one every other day or one every yeah, something. Days, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are so important to get into their system. I, I cannot stress that enough. And with ours, it's a capsule, mm-hmm. but you actually could open the capsule and mix it with food. So for yeah, years- Like applesauce could, or something. Yeah. And you could even bake with them. That's how robust they are. Nice. You with them. So that is cool. Son's hot oatmeal. That's cool. Okay. So um, as we end, I wanted to ask you, you said something when um, that stood out to me, Uh, when you are on an antibiotic or something like that, if you're taking an antibiotics, let's say three times a day, right? Some of these antibiotics, you're taking them like, you know, morning, noon, and then right before bed or dinner. Okay. When is the most ideal time to take the probiotic then so that they're not canceling each other out? Yeah. Um, well, the nice thing is this will actually support the antibiotic because oh. it's in there and it helps kill off pathogenic bacteria and it helps, you know, bring the good bacteria back to life. So, but I still think that it would, it, it's always maybe an hour away from it. If you okay. Just yeah. Take it an hour 
far away. I mean, it's probably fine to take it at the same time because the spores, what they do is when they're alive in the intestines, if they notice the antibiotic, this is how we know they survive the presence of an antibiotic is they actually go back into their spore form when they sense like something hostile, like an antibiotic. So they're going to go back into their spore form and then they'll come back out and go into their live vegetative cell state. So really, really smart bacteria. And, and so definitely when you're on an antibiotic, you could probably take it at the same time, but I, just to be safe, I would take it like an hour before your antibiotic or an hour after your antibiotic. That's really cool. Okay, so Tina, we're at the end of the show, but I did want to ask, what are some signs that moms could look for in regards to their kids having gut issues? Because, you know, it's one thing for us to be able to figure that out for ourselves and kind of like, "Eh, I know, you know, sometimes kids are like, oh, my stomach hurts or whatever. But sometimes it's not as ideal or maybe not as ideal. Um, I guess it's not as obvious, you know, with a child because, they might not know how to even say something. But one thing that stood out to me is when you were talking about the skin, like a rash that could be an indicator. But is there anything else that stands out to you that might be a red flag to you that seems obvious, but to the rest of us would not seem obvious? Well, yeah, like, um, you know, allergies, like I mentioned, for sure, you have a gut imbalance. If you have any type of food sensitivities or allergies or autoimmune issue, um, for sure, you have gut issues. And then, you know, like I mentioned, like the ADHD or, um, uh, you know, autism, I mean, people, kids that are on the spectrum, we speak at a lot of autism conferences, because we see that a lot of kids on the spectrum have gut dysbiosis, they have gut imbalance going on. And same thing with like ADHD and um, any type of other behavioral, like whether maybe a little anxiety or fear and that kind of stuff that there's all, it's all associated with a gut. There's this vagus nerve between the gut and the brain that sends signals back and forth to each other. And um, people aren't realizing that that's a huge indicator of um, a gut imbalance is having any type of anxiety or depression also. Uh, that's Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really great. I it will I feel like that will start the wheels turning for moms to really kind of think about what's going on and and you know, how are their kids gut health and how it could be tying to certain issues that they're dealing with. So, Tina, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This really um I I really feel like this will open the eyes of a lot of people that might have had no idea that any of this was going on. And so, I appreciate you coming on and and sharing your journey with us. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me because I love making the world a healthier place with better gut health. That is for sure. And if anyone has any questions, we could oh, our in info at justthrivehealth.com is super informative. They, you know, if you want to call our customer service, they're amazing human beings that, you know, can answer questions for you if you have any questions. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.